podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dennis Carter the Sixth. Denny, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> yes. Uh good and i'm glad to see that you are not a skeleton anymore as you were on the periscope the other day yeah i felt like a skeleton the other day (laughs) i did i did um so yeah so i guess if you if you want to elaborate on why you felt like a skeleton sure sure so as you guys know i went to a sunday wedding during football season yeah right My, my 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 friend uh, my, my loving friend had a wedding on on Sunday. And so just so you guys have a little background, I have a group of high school buddies. There's seven of us. OK. And we've stayed in touch. We're all over the you know, we're you got some people in New York, D.C., so on. Uh, you met you met a couple of them, Denny, in, yeah. in D.C. Um, and so, uh, you know, we we get together now like two or three times a year. So it's not as you know, it's not as frequent as, you know, going to high school to, with, with each other or seeing each other during the summers in college. And so when we get together, it's always just like it's a lot of fun and crazy things happen. Well, these guys are in my in my home league, the fantasy league. OK, and one of the guys decided to this year take on the league note writing duties. OK, and so. The league note just being like the the rundown of what's going on that that week, and he decided to do a game of the week every week where it's he's subjectively taking what he sees as the most interesting matchup of that week, whether it's because the teams are really good or where the, whether there's like something that happened outside of the fantasy league, uh, and you know you got to settle it on the on the on the fantasy gridiron, and so this week. He published the league note on Friday, so it was after the Thursday matchups, and this week, the matchup, the game of the week, was between me and the best team in the league, record-wise and points-wise, who also played the Ravens' defense on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm not only playing against the best team in the league as the game of the week, but I'm playing against the best team who just had the Ravens' defense. Now, the game of the week, historically this season, the loser has had to send a video of themselves chugging a beer to the rest of the, of the league, right? So it's just like a fun, stupid thing uh-huh. to, to, to do. Except this week, okay, since I live in Charlotte and the, and the guy I'm facing lives in Charlotte, the person who wrote this league note and created the game of the week decided to do what he called the Charlotte Showdown, but it was spelled Chowdown, okay? So it was, it was just, <laughs> it was a, and, and this Charlotte Chowdown was to consume three pieces of cake. Yeah. In 30 seconds. And I, I'm reading this because I'm the one who has to post it because I'm the league commissioner. I'm reading this and I'm like, how, what is this? Like what, <laughs> these people get to chug beers and now I have to eat three pieces of cake in 30 seconds. Like how, so anyway, all these guys are in my fantasy league, you know, Saturday night we had the rehearsal, rehearsal dinner and stuff. We probably got drunker than when we did on Sunday, arguably. And then Sunday happens <laughs> and... And we uh, we're we're sitting there, and I'm I'm sitting at the king's table, you know the and, and dancing starts going on and stuff, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? I've had some cocktails. I'm going to do the Charlotte Chow down because I had lost. I'm going to do the Charlotte Chow down. Fortunately, the pieces of cake, you know, you know how wedding cake, like whenever they serve it, it's always it's not like a massive piece right. of cake, right? Right, right? So I piled three pieces of cake onto one plate, and I looked at everybody, and I said, the Charlotte Chow down is about to go down, and so we. I sat down, I had, someone had a timer and I ate three pieces of cake in 30 seconds and it, it happened. With- and I, my, my stomach after that moment was, was horrendous. Well, I had to drink, so I forgot about it. Uh, well, the first thing that, that, that came to my mind was consuming that amount of sugar whilst also consuming lots of alcohol usually is a disaster for me. Awful. It was awful. It was and so all 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 while while this is going on, I have a friend who's filming it. So there is a video. I think I sent you the video, right? You did. It, it, it was. Imp- I want to. I want to tell the folks out there. 
it was impressive. It was like it was like an animal who hasn't eat, who hasn't eaten <laughs> for a week be, being given a steak. <laughs> it was it was bad. Begin not only that, so like the first ten seconds I ate probably over half of it. Yeah. And then I had to like get it down and swallow. And then I was running out of time and they were saying you're running out of time. So I just dropped the fork and grabbed the cake with my hands and shoved the rest of it into my mouth. Yeah. And that was a good move. But they were also prompting you, weren't they? They were giving you advice on how to to eat the whole massive cake situation in that short period. But you did. You crushed it initially. Yes, I did. I did. And, and I'll tell you what. And I have an intro. My, my start sit intro yeah. for my for my uh, my. Article tomorrow is about this about the Charlotte Chowdown, and what I like I hated it going into it right, but it was fun to have people like I even said that wrote the analogy in my in my intro that it was as if I had won the Masters like the the way that <laughs> like the way that everyone just like rallied and started celebrating whenever yeah. it was finished it was a, it was awesome and then literally twenty minutes after that happened Juju Smith Schuster had that 97 yard touchdown yeah. and I'm following it on my phone and, and stuff. And, and cause we were at the wedding. I can't, I mean, there's not like, there's like televisions <laughs> everywhere. And when that happened, that's, I mean, it just got with oh. the Steelers winning. And with that happening, it was an S show. It, it was, was a straight up S show. Yeah. Well, and it, as the children would say, it was also lit. Uh, it was lit. It uh, was. <laughs> uh, I have to say that, uh, oh man, gosh. Oh, oh, the, the masters thing. Winning the Masters. So I actually just pictured you finishing up the cake and then your dad, like Earl Woods in 1997, comes out into the green, into the green and, and you guys are hugging each other and crying. <laughs> it was like that moment. It was crazy. And then Amanda, my wife, is just standing there rolling her eyes. And no, she was she was very proud of me. Oh, right. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she didn't want to leave you at all. <laughs> yeah, not at um, all. But it was good. Uh, Monday was rough driving uh, back. I drove and sat in the passenger seat, and I realized that writing a column in that state um, while looking down while a car is going 70-plus miles an hour, that's not thats not what you want. No, I, I can't read or write or do anything in the car, so I that's like, uh, uh, that's like a fear factor challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a fear. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan was, he popped out of the back seat. And he's, he's like, your next challenge right. is to, and, to write then, 15 transactions. Yeah, I mean, he would be in my face. Joe Rogan would be in, in my face like, you can't vomit. If you vomit, you lose. I, <laughs> 10 seconds into it, I would be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, on top of that, it was, and that was after the cake, after the, uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. Not, not easy. I'm not, I would say, for, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm physically recovered, but I'm, I'm still exhausted. Yeah. Like, just by, by all of, all, everything. Uh, like, it's you know, an ex- look, it's an exhausting thing to go through. You are, look at, look at, look at, look at, you are a young man, but you are not as young as you once were. It's true. You know, it's true. You're not 19 anymore. This is not how it works. Um, uh, so I just, if we, before we get into reviewing the picks that yes. I gave out on Monday, <laughs> um, uh, I want to address something that's been in my Twitter mens- mentions and something that was brought up during the Periscope that I did on Monday night, which is, uh, oh man, the LA times just, just like gave me the, you need to subscribe thing. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, um, the, uh, a Massachusetts commission will vote on whether, uh, the state will switch from the Eastern time zone to the Atlantic time zone. Uh, which, what is the Atlantic time zone? Uh, I, I, it's not clear at the moment. It would be, it would be one hour, uh, one hour later, I guess. Or ahead. ahead? It would make, wouldn't yeah. it make more sense for it to be ahead because they're. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it would. It, it says such a move uh, has been widely debated across New England, which juts out hundreds of miles uh, farther east into the rest. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, than the rest of the states in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, night falls earlier there, leaving less time for kids to play outside after school and fewer shoppers willing to go to stores after work when it's dark. So, of course, big this is this is, this is an economy driven decision. Is, this is a big business driven situation sure. completely, totally. I mean, you know, uh, the Target probably has 250 lobbyists uh, <laughs> uh, pushing this uh, across the state. So, uh, uh, but so this is not a people 
state-based movement at all. But here's so they say, well, they, how could how could a state leave the only legitimate time zone? They're asking me this. Yeah, and, and it's a good question. And I I've I've thought I've ruminated on this. I'm I'm tilted over it. And here's why. It's like um, it's like being it's like getting your way in high school into into the cool crowd, whatever that may be. Now, the cool crowd is not always the happiest crowd or the one you want to be part of of long term, but it's not awful to be part of the cool crowd for a little bit in high school. I think I think many of us might agree on that. Not everybody. I get it. I get it. And then but it's like willingly leaving right. that crowd. The Eastern time zone is the best time zone. Everything is everything is based around the Eastern time zone. All events uh, all major events are based on Eastern time. So why would you want to leave it? I don't do get you, it. Do you think do you think that it's just a super egocentric state? Like maybe, maybe that maybe there. I mean, um, uh, not to not to crap all over. It's in Massachusetts, you said. It's just it's mass. It's just Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. So not not to crap on Bostonians, but if it, 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 what if they think that everything will then surround them? Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah, we're gonna chase Massachusetts. No, we will not. <laughs> we will not. Right. This is gonna start. This is gonna start a lot of beef. Yeah, I can already I, tell. But I thought, you know, I thought that New England, New Englanders may have just come to grips with the fact that uh, the sun is, you know, it never comes up in the uh, in the winter there. I, you know, right. Like, sure. Like, like Maine. What Maine gets like uh, what like twenty five minutes of sunlight a day? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, right. Exactly. It, it, I was up there this summer. It was like I was. It was dark all the time. Yeah. Right. It, it's like uh, thirty days of night. That vampire movie. But it's it's that way. Like for like six months out of the year. At least that's what I understand. I've never been to New England. I have to say, uh, uh, but I hear it's horrible. Um, and <laughs> so so Massachusetts, stay put. Don't do this. Yeah, I think that would be a terrible yeah. idea. All right. Um, so if you guys missed it, so this is Wednesday that we're recording this instead of our typical Tuesday. The reason was actually, it's actually, you know, at first I was like, man, this sucks because, uh, I, I just went through a whirlwind of a weekend. I'm not going to be ready mentally to do a living the stream podcast. But then also it was Halloween. I was like, how is this going to get done? But then we realized like we could probably do something around all of this to make sure that the picks were getting out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we could do a podcast this week that didn't feel rushed or horrible. I mean, all podcasts that we do are horrible, but didn't <laughs> didn't didn't feel um, really horrible. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is, is subpar. We did we just we just didn't want to make it like completely unpalatable for right. Exactly. Like we needed to get at least some of you listening. Yeah. Um. So Denny did a Periscope, and actually it was funny because we left Pittsburgh to come back down home, and it's like a seven hour drive. We left Pittsburgh at about twelve fifteen. Uh, and so we got in here at about seven fifteen, and so we were able to to catch to catch the periscope. So I was watching it while we were driving back. It was great. Um, my wife really loved that. Uh, and so no, she she actually did. It was hilarious. That's funny. so. Um, we watched the periscope. Hopefully, you guys saw the periscope. So on today's show, um, it's kind of a good test for us too because uh, you know, we gave out picks mm-hmm. already. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. But then all the while, we will focus our efforts on this episode on the questions portion. Uh, but we'll still just give out what we had, what Denny had talked about on the Periscope. But before we do that, uh, I want to mention what happened back in week eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the New Orleans Saints defense who scored eight points. Uh, Cincinnati scored 12. So both defenses were fine. Nothing crazy, but nothing nothing uh I'm, I'm happy with cincinnati score scoring 12 is it is that all 12 i i thought it was like 14 but still yeah, i was i was happy with the Bengals. no it was good yeah it was a good it was a good defensive streaming week uh quarterback was actually not that bad uh it's actually pretty good i would say given how awful yeah. uh the picks were going into the week we had basically two qb ones out of three picks and the third quarterback that we mentioned was trash to begin with because it was cj bethard who was very much so a very deep play. He scored about 11 fantasy points. Josh McCown scores over 18 against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Case Keenum in that London game scores 17 and a half. Man. So, we're, I mean, that's not that's definitely not a bad week whenever you're talking about these really, really bottom-of-the-barrel quarterbacks. We're going to have that again this week. Tight end was a dumpster fire. Tyler Croft had 9.6. Julius Thomas had 2.2. And P. Hans O'Leary 
had 1.5. So, yeah. I mean, look, we're, we're at the point in the season, not to reiterate what we talk about every year, but we're at the point in the season where hopefully you have a tight end. Well, I mean, only like three people in your league have a tight end. But hopefully you have someone that you can somewhat rely on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your quarterback situation isn't super dire uh, because everyone in your league, I mean, it's, it's you know, at this point, hopefully you have an Alex Smith. Maybe you got a Deshaun Watson. I mean, there there mm-hmm. there are quarterbacks out there who are everywhere. Maybe you drafted Dak Prescott, right? Um, so there, there's a lot of reasons that uh, you know you could be fine at the quarterback position and not even be streaming that hardcore right now. Um, but the problem is that we have to go off of ownership percentages, so it's a little bit difficult for us because, as we know, as the season goes on. Uh, this the ownerships can really spread thin, even though your particular situation might be perfectly fine. So keep that in mind as we move forward. It's kind of tough to track this stuff and say that this is the way that we would be streaming um, because it's not. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully it's still helpful. Um, so I'll just recap, Denny, uh, really quick as to what you talked about mm-hmm. on the Periscope. Uh, on defense, we had Buffalo, uh, who's in a really good spot against the Jets. Uh, the Jets have given up at least one sack and one turnover per game this year. Tennessee sounds like Joe Flacco is going to play. So this is a little bit less of a of a of a of a good play, I mm-hmm. would say, because Tennessee's defense has been really atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't hate them. Arizona, by the way, Arizona, I found on on waiver wires this week. So do, should we? You want to add them right now on the spot? So I'm I am torn, honestly, between Arizona and San Francisco's defense, just because yeah. because Drew Stanton is terrible, and the Niners are at home. I, I you know I don't I know I know Arizona's favored, I believe. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, but I I think that I in that horrible horrible game, I think that I would lean just the home team's way. And, and that's fair. That's that. fair. I I think I'd still go Arizona, but I think that both of those defenses are viable in some way. So I'm going to add San Francisco to our list this week. This is how how uh, much research we did. I'm just kidding. Right, right. We, we did lots of we we prepped for the show for two hours. So yeah, no, no. Uh, we did, we did. Uh, Detroit was the other one going up against Green Bay. Uh, there's just there, there there are a group of ugly games this week that hopefully you can kind of navigate and pick out some of those defenses. But I think the Arizona San Francisco edition is pretty good, and then Tennessee is a lower tiered one with Joe Flacco officially playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's it's insane, man. This is yet another situation where. You know, it's like the Devontae Adams hit. Joe Flacco on Thursday night. I mean, oh. that was that was ugly. That was gruesome. Just brutal. I you know, the, and his reaction, I I and I and I understand how his reaction could have been perceived as maybe a little bit funny because he points his finger straight up in mm-hmm. the air and mm-hmm. I, I I can't tell I don't it's hard to say what he was thinking or feeling or doing at that moment. It looked like he was saying like I need help. Like so, so I have a, a friend. It's actually the same friend who writes the uh, the league notes for okay, us. Okay. Um, the one who made me eat three pieces of cake this weekend <laughs> in thirty seconds. But he's in. He's he's a doctor, uh-huh. and uh, so he has what he <laughs> he always in. We have a group me with our with our league, and he always has hashtag med takes in the in the group <laughs> me. And he's very very on point with what's going. I, I should should add like he. I keep telling him he needs to be a Twitter doctor. Um, oh yeah. yeah, people love right? Twitter doctors, oh. right? And he's a degenerate too. It'd be perfect. Yeah. And so, so he has med takes, and and he was talking about how that was. I can't remember what the the word is, or the, but you know, whenever people get concussed and their arms are yeah. are straight, that was the reaction from uh, like that was what his initial reaction uh, was uh. to that situation because they, I can't remember what the reflex is, but it's similar to like when a when a baby gets scared, and you know how they get and their arms just fly out. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a similar uh, reaction or, or reflex like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when my daughter was really little, I accidentally scared her one time and she did that. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? What? It, why, <laughs> right, why is she right. doing that? She she looks like she just got hit by a linebacker coming across the middle. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, like the, the stiffening, the stiffening motion is very, yeah, very yeah. frightening. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, getting back to the hit. Uh, wow. It was, I mean, you could see it coming, right? I mean, you, as, as yeah. it was happening, I just felt like this is, this is not going to end, end well for him, especially because Kiko Alonso is a total maniac and maybe, maybe you have to be, to be a good defender. I don't know, but right. Yeah, that... right. It was, it was crazy. And his ears started bleeding and stuff. It was <laughs> nuts. Um, so I, at quarterback, I think the clear, uh, top streaming quarterback this week, if, if you're looking at like straight up low percentage owned streamer mm-hmm. is Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. 
uh, going up against Houston. Could see an ultra-negative game script, which usually is not the, the best thing in the world. But again, Houston's defense hasn't been that strong. Um, I, I think that he can get some some cheap rushing yards against them too. Uh, so Brissett's probably the the go-to typical streamer this week. Um, but you know, we, we should add, we were talking about uh, if Trevor Simeon... So when, when Denny and I talked about Trevor Simeon on Monday... It was before Trevor Simeon completely shat the bed on Monday night. Yeah. Just like, oh, like, like unreal, yeah. awful quarterbacking. He's uh, obviously he's not. He he was replaced by Robert Pattinson this week, yeah. and so uh, with with Robert under center for uh, Denver, uh, don't stream Trevor Simeon yeah. because he's not going to be playing. No, yeah, I would say you don't you don't want to stream a guy. The process is you don't want to stream a guy who is not in the game. You you can avoid it. By the way, Simeon ended up with eight points on Monday somehow. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I know. It was was bad. Uh, But Jared Goff uh, is someone that you could go to if he's out on your waiver wire. He's owned in a little less than – I think he's owned in less than 50%, uh, maybe a little bit more. But that's that's a semi-streamer. But he's going up against the Giants, and the Giants uh, have have issues in their secondary, uh, including – uh, Janoris Jenkins just not wanting to be part of that team anymore. Right. Uh, so Jared Goff is is in a bad play, and then at tight end, Vernon Davis, Benjamin Watson, uh, uh, Jared Cook. I think is the other is the yeah. I, I mentioned one. Cook. He's out there in like thirty five percent of leagues, and gotcha. I just feel like he's a plug and play. It's a good play. No, it's a, it's a great play this week. Um, Miami hasn't been great against the tight end position. I think I think the typical one in this case would be Vernon Davis, just because. Um, the read injury just happened, so he's probably on a lot of waiver. Yeah, and I understand that Jared Cook was probably drafted in the sixth round of your home league, so I sure, yeah, I understand. Yeah, this is a this is a Jared Cook truther podcast. It, it kind of becomes that every year as the as the tight end situation becomes more desperate. I feel like we then we gravitate towards someone like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so those are the streamers for this week. It was quick. To the point, you guys can give us feedback. I mean, we could always do it quicker like that and then focus more on the Twitter questions. But you guys let us know because that's we, we want to make this the greatest podcast experience. Actually, I'm kidding. The most mediocre podcast experience that you've ever heard. Yeah, I just want to be better than average mostly. But it, yeah, so so what are you saying? Like like uh, a, a situation where we give out the picks real quick on Monday or Tuesday? No, and then or or if we or if we just even go through the picks like we just did, just just quickly. Okay, just not even not not necessarily as in depth. But I think people want pro- the process. But the difference is that we're we're later in the season now, and so the process becomes a lot clearer. And and like we've been saying, like I was saying, like. We kind of know what's what's ha- like who's out there, what's happening, who yeah. the streamers are, exactly, all that, yep. all that gotcha. kind of stuff. Um, all right, let's get to the the Twitter okay. questions. This first one is at Lasers and Hooters. <laughs> is CD Carter thirteen watching Game Seven tonight? Uh, I had to ask which sport. I figured it's it's baseball. I suppose you are watching that, right? Uh, yeah, of course you? I'm watching. I love you know I love. Like I, I I love baseball. I love hockey. I don't mind being a fan of either. Um, yeah. But I obviously someone someone actually wanted us to talk about the tribalism and and fandom stuff more. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know where we would pick up because I don't know where we left off the last time we talked about it. But you know, like your stance is it's it's all ridiculous for the most part, right? Like it's a it's a ridiculous thing. I well, see, I don't I don't want to I don't want to crap on on people who, uh, who, who find some meaning in, in sports. Uh, uh, it's just that I don't, I don't find any meaning in, in any sports. So, um, so that, so I, I, and, and like, you know, I was getting a lot of crap for that just last night from my brothers-in-law who were like, how can, how can this be? How are you not going to watch game seven of the world series? Well, I'm not invested in it. First of all, I don't understand how anybody can watch a game seven of anything without having watched the entire season. Right. I don't right. get it. Or 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 understanding the storylines surrounding yeah. things. But what, like what does that. it mean? What does it mean to you? What can it possibly mean to you <laughs> if you're just tuning in to watch Game Seven? You ha- you haven't been emotionally invested since April when these when this horrendous long season begins. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 but you're gonna tune in because oh it's Game Seven. It it means I just I don't I don't get that at all. Yeah, I understand. I think a lot of it, if we're going to be just completely honest, is FOMO related. 
um, yeah. and, and making sure that, you know, if people are going to be talking about it, that you know what you're talking about in some way. Cause at, at some, sometimes I do feel that way about like the NBA where like I, I, the difference though, is that I naturally just follow these sports. It's just, I, I have to in a way. And, and yeah. so like, it's a lot different, uh, probably from my perspective than someone who's just like, complete, like I'll always, I'll, you know, I have I, the, the guys at number fire, I'll, I'll always crap on the NBA and our Slack threads and stuff, but uh-huh. it's not because I, I really don't hate the NBA. I actually think that the NBA is, is awesome just in terms of like the connection that they try to make between players and fans mm-hmm. and, and, and how they're, they enable players to be themselves. And I mean, Adam Silver is a very, very good commissioner in terms and in, in how he's been able to do all of that. But I just like to crap on the NBA because it pisses people off at, at number fire. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm, I still, I still know what's going on. I'm still like, like looking at this stuff and, and seeing what's happening. And then like yesterday, the other day I sent a tweet out, uh, and it was, uh, a J- I had a Jason Terry gif basketball player and Mr. Gadula, Brandon Gadula, who works for number fire snarkly, uh, comes at me and he says, uh, do you know who that is? Uh, uh, and I'm like Brandon. J- Brandon. Jason Terry's been in the league for for 15 years. Yeah. See, Denny Denny knows Jason. Terry I, I, look, I and also I know a fair bit about the NBA as of like 20 like 10 ish. Okay. Like I was obsessed with the NBA until that point. I lost I lost connection and I feel too far behind. I feel too far behind in baseball and basketball to ever try again like I, I i just i don't know any i would have to start from zero and i'm not willing to do that so it's fair it's fair yeah. game seven is going to be lit though i'm excited for game seven yeah i mean i i you know i i want to say about real quick about the, the meaning in sports people can infuse meaning into sports like we talked about that kid the eagles fans the, the carson wentz yeah, fan, yeah you know and that's that that heart-wrenching story you know, there's a lot of meaning for Eagles games for that family, uh, uh, and rightfully so because because of their 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 son. So you can infuse that that meaning, but for me, it's just not there. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from at White Wheat Tweet. Teenagers trick or treating better that than other things they could be doing or get off my lawn. I. I don't. Didn't we? I, didn't, didn't I feel like I told a story last year about the a teen, like a fifteen year old basically trick or treating? But like, I, what 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 are your what are your takes well, on, on old trick or treating? Okay, I I have to be upfront with everybody here. You you are currently at this moment talking to someone who trick or treated until he was eighteen years old. Wait, did you did you share this last year? I I, I when may we have. we talked about I, this. I, yeah, no, but 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 if you didn't, why didn't you? What do you? You, you you really you were trick or treating at eighteen. Well, I I had I was at that point I was uh, um, escorting a group of ten and eleven year olds around. I kind of remember that. Yeah, so so I had an excuse, but I wore a mask not to look you know ridiculous. I was a senior in high school, okay, and and, and I was still trick or treating. Now I also were, were I you getting so so you were getting candy. Oh yeah, I was definitely getting candy, and and uh, one of the last houses I ever went to as a trick or treater, door opens. It's this older woman. She looks scared to death, as if we are about to mug her and take all her, <laughs> you know, all her precious spoons and forks, um, <laughs> out of her house. She looks terrified. She's looking at us. She goes, "It, it was me and you know uh, some kids." She goes, "Shouldn't you all be doing drugs or something?" <laughs> wow. And I was like, well, I mean, now that you mention it, maybe, but uh, no, I don't think that we are going to do that tonight. I think we're just going to trick or treat, lady. Um, wow. I mean, I mean, but it does bring up a good point, right? Like, I, I would rather 18 year olds steal some candy from my house than to yeah. do ridiculous drugs. Yeah, sure. I, I, I guess if those are if those are the only two options. Yeah, I mean, I, you should just be playing video games or something. I, I guess I guess you go with the with the harmless trick or treating. Hopefully, I I saw a group of teenagers when I was trick or treating with my with my son and his friends last night, and I I was teasing them about not wearing costumes. Now, if you are a teenager and you're out there trick or treating. You, I think that you need to engage in the humiliation of a, of a costume uh, in order to justify you being out there and collecting candy. I mean, you, yeah. you, you, you can't get around that. that. That's not fair to me. 
Yeah, I I always didn't like friends who like were too cool to dress up for for trick or treat, and then they would go and just get can. They have a pillowcase ready. They just have a ton of candy. But it's like you didn't even you didn't even try. Yeah, like you're you're you are you are you are Brian Hoyer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you you're going trick or treating dressed as a douchebag. That's what you're. Going yeah. As. Right. 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 No, the by the way, the Brian Hoyer thing I think is genius. What he, uh, if I were Brian Hoyer, there's no way I would want to go start for the Green Bay Packers. No, as opposed to sitting behind the greatest quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and and probably winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, you, you got to sit behind the greatest system quarterback of all time when you have a chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this next one is from our buddy Alex Gelhar at Alex Gelhar. Will the expansion to 280 characters increase or decrease the chances of Denny's wife leaving him? Uh, people are really have a lot of anxiety uh, around the idea of me getting 280 characters. I mean, I mean, I I do. The, what what are your what are your feelings of the 280 switch? Uh, I don't particularly like it. I think the the format of 140 is like the, one of the big draws. It's a differentiation to, to Twitter, but I also think that such low uh, you know uh so few words and, and and such little tidbits has has a major effect on a our attention span uh we have the attention span of 140 characters because of because our we're just constantly hammering this home uh every day we look at twitter and uh the uh, the way it has affected the delivery of news has, yeah. is a big thing so maybe with 280 characters news won't be as misleadingly awful maybe i don't know maybe maybe i i wish i mean i'm i'm just excited for not not having to worry about links taking up characters as much that's oh. always been the that's always been the biggest struggle for me problem for me is that i'm trying to like link to something and it's like what what is it 22 characters that a that a yeah. link is right now yeah like it's just the most irritating thing in the world it is i i will remember before um when uh the uh, an, an image on twitter would would take up Characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took up a lot. I believe it took up a lot of characters. So that that was uh, one of the worst first world problems I've ever faced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this next one is at Evil Closet Monkey. Uh, go after the five foot eleven rookie converted running back playing wide receiver catching the ball from Newton, or just pour horsey sauce in my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look this this trade when that Kelvin Benjamin trade happened because uh, I live in Charlotte and. I have I have I have Panther friends. Is that I don't know. You know what I'm trying to you say. You have there. friends who are Panthers. That's <laughs> They're amazing. Panthers. They're Panthers. They can use cell phones. Uh, they can text. It's great. <laughs> um, no, I have friends who are Panthers fans, and they they were very upset for for obvious reasons. I mean, it's a very strange. Here, here's the thing that that boggles my mind. Right, like clearly, like. Clearly, they're trying to get something for Kelvin right now, but they exercise his fifth-year option. And so, and they did that post-draft, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So, they do that post-draft, and that's after drafting Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, who are two players who do not fit this Calvin Benjamin, Devin Funches prototype that they have on their team already, right? Mm. And so, if their plan all along was to what they're saying now, spread things out and get speed out there so that they can stretch the field a little bit and open things up for the running game, which I, t- I can understand that logic. I mean, that's why Cam Newton w- had success with Ted Ginn, right? And why, the, why, why Ted Ginn was a bigger piece to that offense than what people gave him credit for. He was a huge piece of that offense. Yeah. And so they want Curtis Samuel to be that. that that's, that's what, but the problem is that Curtis Samuel... Like, like uh, evil closet monkey is saying, Curtis Samuel's a a, a converted running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played running back a lot in college. I mean, he he, he can play both, but it's still a very. That, that's why everyone would say Christian McCaffrey to Curtis Samuel is a redundant asset. It's a redundant draft pick. And meanwhile, they had redundant wide receivers with Devin Funchess and Calvin Benjamin. And it's like the whole entire world knew that they had these redundant wide receivers, except the Carolina Panthers. Like everyone knew it. And then they finally got rid of the one who was worse than the other. Right, right. Well, I mean, are we sure? Are we sure that Kelvin Benjamin is an inferior player to Devin Funches? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Funches. All right, he's All younger. Right. Calvin Benjamin's like 36. I know, I I I know, I know. And and it's very it's been in vogue to hate Kelvin Benjamin since he was a rookie. I understand. I guess I just looking at it from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, hey Panthers, uh, no need to pay me for this advice. Uh, there's a guy named Jeff Janis. You could use his uh, his help. So you know, go yeah. go go try to pry him away uh, from the Packers. It'll be interesting though. I think I think Curtis Samuel gets the biggest bump though from that trade. Yeah, in general, I think It'll, it it just it depends on how they end up utilizing him and and how they they uh, they change the offense up. Yeah. Next one at Adrian underscore Charlie. And by the way, if my takes were incorrect, there please hit me up because that was just all off the top of my head. Uh, at Adrian underscore Charlie, which cereal gives you the goat milk? Not actual goat milk, by the way. <laughs> what cereal? I, I pour myself some Fruity Pebbles, and oh my God, it produced goat, goat milk. milk? <laughs> uh, Fruit Loops gets my vote, but that's pure sugar, he says. Well, well aren't, 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 isn't that's that the what point, we're talking right? about? Isn't that what we're talking We're just talking that's about sh- shitty uh, uh, a cereal that has horrible amounts of, uh, of sugar in it, right? Yeah, fr- Fruity Pebbles is always really good with the, with the milk. Uh, as was like, you, you can go like a Cocoa Puffs route. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, then you get like the chocolate milk. Captain Crunch. Oh, that one's what? That's like a. I feel like that's like a. Like I didn't mind Captain Crunch. But, okay, I can't be the only one that experienced the roof of mouth cutting from yeah. from Captain Crunch. Like they were ra- You were eating razors. Yeah, no, it, 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 Captain Crunch. I don't think it's Captain. I think it's Cap'n. Captain. Yeah, sure, Captain. Captain yeah. Crunch. Um, <laughs> God, it's like I'm new to English. Uh, Captain Crunch. Uh. Yeah, it destroys the top of your mouth. I mean, the 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 makers of Captain Crunch should be in prison for what they've done to the top of people's mouths over the past like yeah. forty years. It's oh, there's the, people have had to have have gotten viruses after their to the roof of their mouths opened up, and it just exposed them to all these different diseases. Yeah, no, in in hell you have to eat a never uh, an everlasting bowl of Captain yeah. Crunch. Uh, yeah, you know, it never goes away. No. It never goes away, and you can't drink the milk. it's 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 awful uh this next one at md fergus 84 matt ferguson is jj a yins use or y'all kind of guy um i don't say yins i i that's i i'm glad that i don't but i also wish that it was a part of me how would you how would you use that yins I mean, I've never heard anyone say anything like that it's a it's a pittsburghese thing Uh uh-huh because pittsburgh has the the um, you, you get influences from West Virginia and a little bit South, and then you get some Philly, uh, influence and then some Ohio influence. So it's this, it's the ugliest accent. It actually got voted, I think on some website as the ugliest accent in America. Uh, but you don't, a lot of, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs and like even people like that grew up there don't necessarily have it. But if you go in downtown Pittsburgh, you will hear the accent in full force is it worse than chicago it can't be worse than chicago it's it's pretty bad i mean when you get someone who has it like full blown like when you go and watch the pittsburgh news it's it's one of the most it's one of the most unbelievable thing first of all pittsburgh news is only it's either about the steelers penguins or or someone's house caught on fire (laughs) like this that's that's what all or or someone drove a car into a house like it's one of those four things but um, people will say yins instead of you all. Oh, all right. So it's like right. yins, yin, and, and and then everything's very relaxed. I've talked about this before. I feel like everything's very relaxed. So instead of downtown, they'll it's it, they say downtown. Da- God, that sounds even yeah. more difficult to say. I don't know. Yins got yins gun downtown, <laughs> and then and then and then at the end of sentences, there's a there pe- there are people who will then say at the end, no matter what they say, they'll say. In that, at the end, and apostrophe at. So yin's going down tan in that, like that's that's the the, the Pittsburghese way. Yeah, I'm not very good at like I can't have like real. I have like a buddy of mine, actually the one who just got married, yeah. who has who's he's an actor, so he has like he's just good at this kind of yeah. stuff. But like his Pittsburgh accent is one of the most incredible things like i I laugh for hours i find i find this remarkable you sound uh like a character on game of thrones right now (laughs) you know where i I mean that sounds like something on game of thrones where i need subtitles to understand what what's being said well it's just like it's like a and and some of them are so some of the people are so loud that it's just (laughs) it's it's very there was a there there was a documentary 
and there was a, a person who was who was uh, a, a radio person. I think he's a radio person, but and people that are from Pittsburgh listening to this are gonna be pissed. But they were doing a documentary just like on Pittsburgh, and I was watching it. And this guy's name is Scott Paulson, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was in Paris. And he said, and they were, they were talking about how Pittsburgh people are always, like, there's always a link to Pittsburgh when you go, like, every vacation I go on, someone's from Pittsburgh, like, I meet someone from Pittsburgh, every, you know, like, they're, they're in the stands everywhere, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just everywhere. And so he was telling the story, and he said that he was in Paris, and he's like, right by the Eiffel Tower, and it's looking so beautiful, and all of a sudden he hears, hey, Scott Paulson, what are you doing in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 pittsburgh that's pittsburgh in a nutshell it, it just as loud as can be yeah obnoxious uh, uh, my my when my wife uh my former wife went to europe with her sisters when she was in college uh a bunch of brits at a bar thought that they were all from the south the american south but they mm. have they they all have non-regional uh uh di- dialects i guess i don't know like like they they like they sound like me. They have no accent at all. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and and so they, but they were like, they were like convinced. These these British dudes were convinced that they were from you know Arkansas or Alabama or something. <laughs> and uh, and they were they were trying to convince them that there were actual Southerners who spoke much differently than them. But uh, uh, they they didn't they didn't buy it. So uh, our British friends out there, you have to let me know if that's a thing. Yeah, I feel like it would be though because they. The distinction between our accents, like we can tell them very easily, like the difference between someone from the South and someone from Boston, yeah. let's say. But I'm sure that the less familiar you are with that stuff, you you have no idea what you're like looking for. Right, right. It makes me wonder how they perceive, you know, like like George W. Bush's accent. My God, that right. must have been just out of this world for, for people in, in the UK. That's true. That's true. Uh, next one at Dynasty Outhouse. If you could have the hair slash facial hair of any player in the league, who would it be? Mm, good question. Do you have Do you have someone off the top of your head? Um, I have. Uh, may probably Joe Flacco because I, it's it's it. Yeah, <laughs> Sheep Flacco. <laughs> Sheep Flacco, baby. <laughs> yeah, Flacco's hair is nice, uh, and, and his facial hair is pretty good. Um, I really, really like Blair Walsh's haircut. I'm very, oh, okay. very into Blair Walsh's hair. What about what about a Jimmy Garoppolo look? Oh man, well, yeah. I mean, Garoppolo is just like stunningly handsome. Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm trying to remove the yeah. uh, the the gorgeousness from this, right? Um, yeah. But like, I'm sure, like he can do the he can probably do a great beard, and he's got good hair, that kind of thing. Yeah, it looks like he shaves, you know, every day. It looks like he could. You're right. He could grow a beard. You know what though? His hair is is the kind that's uh, almost too thick, and you know, like like you really, um, uh, it, it's it, you have too much hair per you know hair per square centimeter on your head, and and so it looks like it just sort of sits there for him. He could do a lot with it. I just I don't I don't really see that, but I do like Blair Walsh's. Jay Cutler too is another one. Jay Cutler's man, Cutler mm, Cutler's hair is. You're right. You're right. It might that I have to. I might have to go with color. There, there's a magazine cover where I promise you, I would kill any one of you to have Jay Cutler's <laughs> hair on this magazine. Cover. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I would. I'm just being honest with the people. Yeah. Speaking of kill, uh, this is a question for you, basically. At Faceman eighty one, slasher or supernatural horror? Well, I mean, there's a there's a cross section uh, of of those two categories, subcategories, I, I guess. Um, I I don't I tend not to enjoy just like the straight up like blood soaked slasher unless it's like funny, tongue in cheek, has some sure. sort of you know campiness or 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 even a, even perhaps even a point uh, to to the narrative of it. Uh, so I'm, I probably lean supernatural there. Okay. That's fair. Next one at that Federici, uh, does Ty God get a bump with a new tight end? I mean, receiver on his team, Calvin Benjamin. Why do people keep saying this? Dude, Ty God, Tyrod has such a good schedule moving forward. I had him as a buy in 15 transactions this week because he had such a good schedule. Calvin Benjamin's only going to help him. Yeah. I mean, that's only I, I I see the move as fairly lateral, maybe even a downgrade in a way for Kelvin. Um, but but 
it's a it's an upgrade for for Tyrod. It is is Benjamin playing this week? I would assume no. Okay. Or I would assume it's super limited. Okay. But Tyrod's a great play against New York. Yeah, he is. Yes. Next one at Cremson six eight seven. How many pieces of candy should you hand out per person on Halloween? Hashtag Team One per child. Man, what did you grow up during the Depression? Yeah, I mean, like you, you, uh, the way that we do it, we have a a, a bucket thing sitting out, a jack o' lantern with candy in it, not like an actual pumpkin, but like a little basket thing, and kids come in and they, it's a free free choice, but they're 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 polite enough that they're not taking the whole thing. It's whenever we we ended Halloween, like because you know it was dying down, so we just went inside and left it outside because we weren't gonna eat the candy or anything like that, so we left it outside, and that was it was gone and like like. Two, two kids after they came by because they just take the rest because they know that no one's watching them. Yeah, once it gets to a certain point in the night, I, I have to revise that. Uh, I, I, you know, I was a, a little quick to attack and say that you're from the Great Depression um, and that you've transported here via uh, <laughs> a time machine. Um, but it depends on the volume of trick-or-treaters. Now, in my neighborhood, uh, which is a joyless, childless neighborhood mostly, uh, they we don't have many. Trick or treaters. So when a group comes to the door, uh, we'll get—I don't know—we'll give uh, four to five pieces uh, uh, to the kids. But if there was a steady stream of kids coming to the door for two or three hours on Halloween night, you—you—you—you you, you, you have to give them one or maybe two, right? Uh, right. Un- un- unless you have some ungodly amount of uh, of candy. Maybe maybe you hate the kids and you got a thousand Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. The, by the way, there was a kid's costume last night that came by. He was wearing this really frightening mask and it would, he could like record something that you said and then the mask in a scary voice would repeat it back to you. Stop it. That's yeah. It. So I, I looked at him, I looked at him, at him and I said, delete your account, Denny. And he just <laughs> delete your account, Denny. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, like it was, it was really, it was really a crazy, like, like welcome to 2017. That, that, I, I can't tell if you're being totally serious. Well, I wasn't serious about the delete your account part. No, but yeah, the, the other part is totally serious. That is really amazing. I need to find that. I, I Forget Halloween. I'm just going to walk around with that all the time. Going to Starbucks yeah, right. with that thing on. Right, right. Uh, next one is at Adrian Charlie. Uh, JJ, what did you drink at the wedding and can you get drunk off of it? Uh, I did <laughs> I did, I did. did a lot of different drinks. Yeah, I, I didn't just stick to light beer. Let's just say that. All right. Next one, at Faceman81, after months of pouring IPAs in the trash, I have a pack of stray hipsters drinking out of my garage. <laughs> What's the best way to get rid of them? They're, they're very thirsty. Um, uh, play, oh, here you go. Uh, play a popular band as loud as possible, and they will they will <laughs> flee. Uh, their, their, ear, their ears cannot take the sound of widely popular music, even if it's good. Even if it's good, these hipsters will flee and go to their natural habitat. Yes, yes. Uh, next one, at Ol underscore Prisky. In the spirit of Halloween, what is the scariest thing you've seen in a movie? That's a, wow. Man, that's a good question. I don't even, I don't watch enough scary movies to know. I mean, but 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 maybe maybe it wasn't a horror movie that yeah. scared you. The scariest? It's probably in this movie, That Thing You Do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the... Uh, the drummer was was really was really yeah, terrifying. Yeah, he was, he was in that a one. frightening, frightening character. I, yeah, I I didn't sleep for a week. Um, oh my gosh! You know, I mean, I'm thinking back to like when I was a kid, and I think that the most terrifying thing I saw as a kid uh, was in Halloween Part Three, when the woman in the hotel has her face lasered open, basically. Wow. Uh, and, and that was just, I mean, that's stuck in my head for days. It, it's, I don't want to get into it cause maybe everybody's not, you know, not, not down with that sort of situation, but let's just say, uh, there was a lot of, uh, inside the head showing we'll say that. So, so I think I realized what mine, mine's not a movie, but I was, you know, back in the day, my, my mother would, would watch days of our lives. Mm. And back in the day, um, this is when I was like five, I would just sit there and it would be on TV while she was watching it. So I was like five years old watching Days of Our Lives. And you wonder why I'm so screwed up now. <laughs> um, and 
And one of the main, I know all the the characters in that show, but one of the characters, and I know that like 5% of the people listening to this will probably know about this. Marlena was her name. Wow. She was, she was possessed by the devil. It was, it was a storyline. Naturally. Naturally. She, she would wear, she had like contacts in. So her eyes were basically all white and she would talk in a really deep voice and she would wear this like white nightgown. Yeah. And it was, it, it still gives me, I mean, I'm, I'm frightened by, by like in scary movies, like the white nightgown look. Yeah. That, that oh. still frightens me to death. Yeah, dude. Uh, listen, uh, 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 demonic and, and devil possession was very big in the eighties, uh, and yeah. yeah. the early nineties. I, I mean, it could be, there was this weird, uh, widespread fear of, of satanic cults. And this was driven home by horrible, you know, like nighttime news shows like Nightline and whatever. And, and, and so everybody thought that their neighbor was part of a satanic cult. So it showed up in TV like that all the time. And yes, they used to freak me out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Next one, at Joe, son of Joe, where, where are we on Kareem Hunt going forward? Was offered him for Mixon and Fuller, but it seems like Reed forgets he exists before the second half. Wait, is no, 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 no. No, Kareem Hunt, guys, everyone's overreacting like crazy to Kareem Hunt. He yeah. had a bad game last week because Denver is has the best rush defense by far in the league. And also, he's getting a ton of touches. That's all right. It's 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 just it's just and it's just touchdown stuff, touchdown volatility. That's, yes. that's the only that's, that's all that's going on with Kareem it, Hunt right now. It's fine. What, what did you expect? You expected forty points a week. I I, I I'm not talking about. Joe, son of Joe, necessarily. But sure. I see this on Twitter a lot. It's like, it's like I'm, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Cream Hunt was playable. He's still extremely playable. And yeah, and, if you, yeah, and if you can get him for yeah. Joe Mixon and Will Fuller, my oh. God, do you do that? What is that? that? That deal is so bad. It looks, it looks like collusion. It looks like, <laughs> right. you know, it, it looks like <laughs> Russian collusion to me. Right. Right. Next one, at Michigana, uh, are we at the point in the season where teams that are leading leagues should start trading bench depth for star power? I think I, so. I, yeah, I'm at that point all season long, if we're being honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I, always, I always try to just improve my, my starting lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one, at you can call me SRS. If you have a balanced team with little high... This, this question kind of got me on tilt, Denny, so we're going to tilt together. <laughs> If you have a balanced team with little high variance, why not stack quarterback and kicker? Stafford had another 400 plus week without touchdowns, and Prater was the number one kicker. Uh, oh my god! We talked because we talked about this on the show before. Yes, we did, and and so okay, so <laughs> Stafford threw for 400 and no touchdowns, right? Uh, yeah, right. Okay, I'm looking at 423 and zero touchdowns. He scored 18 fantasy points, which is that's nice. That's a good, solid number to, to post. Okay, uh, but if he were to have thrown touchdowns, that would have yes. taken uh, those opportunities away from Prater, and Prater, you know, might have still scored eight points or something, seven, eight points, but he wouldn't have scored 18. This and, is this is yes, this is the precise reason why we say there's a ceiling that is capped whenever you're using a kicker and a quarterback, and, and it can work. And you know, every time Alex Smith posts. 16 points and Harrison Butker post 16 points I get you know flamed for saying you know you can't play both of them well first of all you can't there's no law against it I don't believe Congress has passed that law at least the Senate has not taken up the house may have passed the law where you can't play a quarterback and a kicker at the same time but you can do it it's just it's just not great process so. Yeah, I, I also think that it's much more DFS driven than season long driven because in DFS you are you are needing a ceiling, and, and not only that, but in DFS you have a lot more alternatives than you do in a season long league. Right. right. So in season long, you might not, might not be able to like you like let's say you have Harrison Butker, you don't want to play him uh, and go or you don't, you don't want to go pick up a, a a kicker who is in a negative script and isn't looking like he's going to score a lot of points just because you have Alex Smith. Right. Right. Like this example though, with Matthew Stafford and Matt Prater, tell me how many times Matthew Stafford has had 400 yards in a game this year. I mean, like it's not like Matthew Stafford is throwing for 400 yards every, he's not averaging a 6,400 yard season. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what's going on here. What's going on here is that he had somewhat of an outlier game, especially because he didn't score touchdowns, but because Matt, pra- but because he didn't score any touchdowns, Matt Prater had a ton of field goals. Period. Exactly, exactly. The, the the trade off happened. 
Right. The trade-off happened. Uh, next one. At Somewhat Feral. Worst Halloween co- costume that you ever attempted. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I was the Stanley Cup my senior year of college, and it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Did the Penguins win it that year? They did because they win it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but they are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Uh, there's no way to confirm that, but I will take your your word on it. Uh, I was once supposed to be a dead boxer when I was like 10 years old, um, <laughs> which is really – I mean, that's really heavy. That's really heavy and, and, yeah, and, that's really you know, and, and too real. I don't know why – I don't, I don't right. know why my mom and dad let me do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people – People have died in the boxing ring. So did they not know that? I don't know. But so, but, but I didn't, I didn't portray it like, I guess, uh, very well because everybody was like, oh, you're a boxer. And I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a dead, I'm a dead boxer because I have blood on my face. They were like, yeah, but you could have blood on your face if you were just boxing. Like this is this is so bad that I I I feel like I want to call this episode Week Nine Streaming and Dead Boxers, but that's not PC. Like I can't I can't even do that. No, I know. I, I mean, Dead Boxers is the name of my next album, but the, <laughs> but it was a terrible terrible Halloween costume when I was ten. Unbelievable, man. Next one at Cash DPT Seven Tyrod or Carr this week. Carr gets Miami. Tyrod gets the Jets. I think Tyrod. I agree with you. Uh, next one at knuckle pop name the best TV show or movie filmed in your home state. And then he says the wire. And then he also says for me, that thing you do, <laughs> I yeah. have, I have footloose going for me in Utah. So there's that. Yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations. Congratulations on footloose, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> which is unwatchable. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ross, but it's, you know, it's true. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, the wire being the best show ever made. Yes. It, 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 that would qualify as the Maryland show. Yes. We had, we had the dark Knight rises when remember the one where Heinz Ward ran on the football field. That's and stuff. Right. That's right. That was, that was cool. And I wasn't around Pittsburgh. I was in Cincinnati living there whenever they were filming that, but I would, I went back and you could see, you would like see the street, like they had like props set up and stuff. And it was, it was cool. It's also cool. To uh, I was like Pittsburgh became like a place where recently over the last like ten to fifteen years where there have been a lot of films mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that have been shot there, uh just because of like cost and like the terrain that's there and stuff like that and I always get so pissed when watching movies like there's that one movie the next three days is that what it's called uh or uh, is that what it's called with Russell Crowe mm-hmm. um I don't know and his and his wife goes nuts <laughs> uh and I don't know his wife I can't remember what the plot line mm-hmm. regardless regardless. Um, I get, I, I'm like watching the movies and I know the, where they are in the shots yeah. and then they're like, they're like leaving a certain neighborhood and then the next shot they're entering that same neighborhood. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. Right. It doesn't yeah. go that way. Uh, no, I, 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 I get that. I also, uh, speaking of Charlotte where you live, um, uh, Charlotte, there are a lot of, uh, shows that are supposed to be based in DC that film in Charlotte um including that one on showtime what's yeah it called? Um, um yeah I've, i i know the i know the show uh, but I, I can't remember it right yeah. now but it, it was filmed at at a bar called i think tiber creek it's called and it was like a less than a mile from where my apartment was when we first moved to charlotte like yeah. one of the bars that they would go to but it's a it's a it's if, if you've ever been to dc not not just if you home, it's home, it's homeland isn't it it's homeland yeah, yeah homeland so homeland films in charlotte it's supposed to be in dc I'm like I'm 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 sorry. Where are these, where are these wide roads in, in Washington D.C.? You know where are all this these huge green spaces? There are no green spaces in D.C. Uh, there's the National Mall. That's it. Uh, right. And 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 so it's uh, it's just like like if you if you don't know D.C. then maybe it, it's passable. But wow, it's pretty comical to watch if you know it. Uh, this next one's from at Kier's Pig. Uh, he says trade talk, Ajayi especially. So we haven't touched on Ajayi. Do you have any any hot takes for the for the listeners? I mean, it seems like it'll just be disastrous for Laguerre Blunt and and Ajayi, right? I mean, yeah, I think it, I think though overall, my my take is that it's probably an upgrade for Ajayi just because his situation was so bad. Um, I look his market share, he had the best rushing market share in the entire NFL in in Miami, but they. They had run seven plays from the goal line this year, which is the the lowest number in the NFL. And only one of those plays was a rush. 
Mm. Six of them were passes. And so that ratio is like 14% or whatever was far off of like the 52% rate that is the average throughout the NFL. Um, so his, his opportunity just wasn't there in Miami. So hopefully what you're basically hoping for is that he does see a good market share in Philly, which I think he can see 12 to 15 carries a game, let's hope. Uh, but then the opportunity close to the end zone, it, it really depends on if uh, how they utilize the, the backs on the goal line. Yeah, e- Eagles are really going for it, aren't they? They really are. They really are. Uh, let's end it with this. At Tom C. Whalen, buddy Tom, what are your favorite slash least favorite wedding DJ staples? I mean, favorite for me, if Michael Jackson comes on, I'm I'm as happy as a human can be. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, that's you very know, fair. any any of the like staple Michael Jackson hits. If those if those come on, I I am I am dragging my estranged wife onto the dance floor and 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 asking, you know, for her not to get her att- attorney involved. Um, <laughs> what about um, at the end of uh, my buddy's wedding this past weekend? Um, and they actually did that at ours too. Uh, one of the final songs was Piano Man. Oh yeah, I mean that that's a good one to like sway so, exactly sway so, so too. Yeah, so so at our wedding we ended with that. That was one of our final songs, and it just so like it just created a circle and yeah. on the dance floor, and everyone just had arms around each other, and we were just swing swaying back and forth, drunkenly singing, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah that that that's a great that would be a great song to to drunkenly sing to. Um, as far as least favorite, uh, I mean, I, I, okay, I'm sorry to the the Greek folks out there. I've been to at least 20 Greek weddings in my life. And the best Greek weddings mix some Greek music with then some, like, mainstream American pop, okay? Yeah. But the ones that hammer the Greek music for two hours straight from a DJ sitting up there. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you this last Greek wedding I went to two hours of Greek music blasting from this DJ who had a, uh, a horn, uh, who was oh an air horn, an air horn who was blasting the air horn. No way. And it was, I mean, people were dying. It was the most ridiculous, uh, spectacle I think I've ever seen in my life. So anyway, uh, Greek weddings that do not play anything but Greek music, uh, it's pretty big downer for me. I feel that. I don't really have any, any thoughts on the downer. I just try to think, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I like what, I don't know. I don't, I, I do hate like some of the, some of the older music that they will play. I, like, I don't want to say this. I don't like love like shout. What do you mean? You don't want to say it. Shout is terrible. Yeah, like, I, but I, look, Shout Twitter might come after me. It's Shout uh, Twitter. There is no Shout Twitter. There better not be a Shout Twitter. I think Shout Twitter might exist. No, 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 no. Forget Shout Twitter. We need to start blocking Shout Twitter on every account. Listen, uh, uh, Shout is terrible. Uh, the electric slide is an abomination. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, an yeah, abomination yeah. unto God, okay? Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen the electric slide 100 times in my life. I have no idea how to do it. No idea. <laughs> I feel ostracized. I feel out of the loop. <laughs> it, it does. It, it probably makes people feel uncomfortable. We we had it as a as a do not play on at our wedding. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good that that's a great call. If you have here here's a the two keys to a good wedding: open bar, no electric slide. Yeah, have, that's it. And then you're good. And you're good. And you're good. But that's gonna do it for the questions, Denny. Let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, at uh, CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter, and I have my. Uh, my kicker column on lineups.com. I gave out my kicker picks on Monday's Periscope thingy. Uh, um, I sort of forget who I said. I, I know I said Blair Walsh against Washington. Good matchup. And then, oh, oh, Kymie Fairbairn from Houston. Uh, uh, pick him up if he's on your wire. I still don't think that's a real name. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. All my work over at NumberFire.com and my other podcast. The Late Round Podcast. Denny, I haven't even listened to it yet, but I hear that you have a tilt montage for us this week. Oh, boy. It's uh, it's a special one. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Welcome to my house of horrors. My house of tilting horrors.
Mike Evans, Cam Newton. I benched Jer- Jarek McKinnon. Carlos Hyde retired at halftime. Randy Bullock missed a field goal. I'm trapped. I'm trapped in this house of tilting horror. No one will ever find me. I'm on the floor. I'm at least partially naked. God help me. Help me live through this night. Help me survive this tilt. I didn't have any Kai for bath. Please forgive me. I know not what I've done. For God's sake. I recommended a kicker who... who did the impossible. I recommended a kicker... who scored zero points. Negative points. My God. I feel you screaming, man. I feel you. I'm screaming inside. My soul is screaming to get out. Misery has me in its grips. Please, God. No more. But keep the sounds going. Keep the scary sounds going. There you go. Okay. All right. It's 5.02 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And I am tilting. I've been at my grandparents all day, actually. It was actually a lovely visit, I have to say. They got to see the the great-grandkids. Everything was fine. But now I'm trapped. Now I'm trapped in this... This absolute horror fest. Logging on and finding that... None of my guys scored points today. My God. The horror is unspeakable. God help me. We have come for your soul. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast.